0: that they're lying. They're not. They believe what it is that they're saying, and they stay within what they're saying. However, it's so, so, so much more important to pay attention to what they do rather than what they say. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovaciewicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. The Pirates traded for g Choi yesterday with the Rays. I'm sure you've heard by this point. Sent a pitching prospect, Jack Hartman, away. He'd been in A-ball. And the reason this was done, meaning from the Tampa Bay perspective, was that Choi was going to be due $4 million and change in arbitration. The Rays clearly didn't like the way he finished the season for them, and nor should they have. He batted 188 over the second half, struck out more than a third of the time, really struggled to get anything going, even getting on base. And, you know, you wouldn't have tendered him either. So one would presume that the Pirates either saw something that They liked or they felt that gasp Andy Haynes could fix. Or they were just looking for a cheap way out of saying that they got themselves a first baseman, a starting first baseman. And, you know, tell me how that's different. Even if you like Choi, even if you think this is a fine pickup and, and don't put it in the perspective of a trade. Trade doesn't mean anything. The Rays were going to just let him walk. All the Pirates did was leap to the front of the line, presuming there was going to be a line, and say, hey, we'll take the guy. And here, by the way, is our pitching prospect named Jack Hartman that nobody heard of, okay? Fourth rounder from a few years ago. Even if you think that's fine, and that's obviously you're right, please take note of what Ben Charrington had to say to our beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, Alex Stumpf, two days ago at the general manager's meetings in Las Vegas. Well, we want to improve it, um, and we're, we're exploring every way we can to do that. And, um, so not only, and nothing's changed in terms of our goals. You know, we want, to, we want to improve the roster. We want to get better in 2023, and in order to do that, we know we've got we to gotta find a way to build a deeper lineup. That was Charrington talking about the roster, about his stance that he wants to make the roster better in 2023. And if that sounds a little bit defensive on his part, okay, that's fine. Again, that's very much in anybody's purvey to defend themselves and and whatever, And it sounds good when he does it. Hey, I'm here to make this roster better. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. In parentheses, no punt year, no punt year. But then they do this and they get it out of the way real fast, real fast. Because this is going to be either your first baseman or part of a first base platoon or competition or whatever, but... It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Choi is 31 years old. He's been in the majors for seven years. He has a career 239 average, a 345 on base percentage, and that's who he is. This past season for the Rays, he batted 233, had 11 homers, 52 RBIs, uh, got into 113 games. And again, that is who he is. What had to be scary, to repeat myself, to Tampa Bay was the way he fell off. And that really didn't have much of a precedent. That's the last thing that Choi put on display in a year where he knew it was going to be something that would go to the wire as to whether or not he'd get paid going into 2023, especially with a team like Tampa. So here are the Pirates, who could be looking, theoretically, at any number of options in the first base, including options that would cost a lot more than the $4 million and change that they're going to end up giving to Choi, around the same amount of money that they threw away on Yoshi Tsutsugo last year. They didn't do that. They didn't say, hang on, let's, let's see how... I, I keep bringing up Josh Bell. It, it, it doesn't have to be Josh Bell. There are first basemen out there. There are hitters out there. There are people who can make this team markedly better at a position of need and a position where you have to have a bat. But they didn't do that. They saw the first cheap option they could get and just crossed it off the list. That's exactly what happened. This is this is Daniel Vogelback all over again, only in reverse, meaning that instead of signing somebody with a weak to go before the season started, they signed him a week into free agency. They found the first cheap option that they could so that they could just, aha, here's a box that's checked. Don't have to worry about that one now all winter. We'll take this position seriously someday, but it won't be today. This guy isn't that. On their own press release for crying out loud, the Pirates listed all of Choi's Defensive abilities before they got to his offense. And while I'll grant you, it's nice to have a good defensive first baseman. It's nice to have someone on that side of the diamond who can clean up some of the stuff that we see, particularly from O'Neill Cruz at short. That's a welcome thing. That's not a game changer. First base has to be a hitter. It has to be a hitter on a team that has so little hitting and even less power. It has to be a hit-er, and it wasn't, and it won't be. And that is what they're doing in contrast to what they're saying. When we come back, J1Q. from Brian who asks What could Bob Nutting do to win over Pirates fans? Spending money is the easy answer but will that even do it? Win the World Series? Of course. There must be some middle ground. I cannot imagine he appreciates his name being used as a joke. Brian, he's aware of the criticism. I don't know that he's aware of the scope or degree of it. I would imagine the people around him are and let him know. He does make a point whenever this subject comes up of saying that he doesn't really dig too deeply into things like social media and so forth, and I'm sure that's a very good thing. But to your main question there, what could he do to win over Pirates fans? This is where I have a hard time coming up with a firm answer, and here's why. The lazy answer is, well, nothing. He could never do anything, except that I was there in 2013, 14, and 15 when there were a lot of Pirates fans, even his most ardent critics, who came in and said, hey, listen, this was the right approach. This was the way to do things. You might not recall it that way. You might not want to recall it that way, but I was there. And there also were people who recognized and respected the fact that that the payroll had doubled from the time that he took over in 2007 to the time in 2014, seven years later, when the Pirates were making the playoffs three years in a row. It creeped just over $100 million, which was a franchise record. And they were bringing in players. Late in the season, they'd bring in some names, a little bit older, but names and guys who legitimately helped. Efforts were made to help those teams. And People, by and large, just said, hey, we don't have to like the guy, but, you know, the team is getting it done. 98 wins is 98 wins, which is what the record was in 2015. My other thought here, and I'm going to guess almost nobody will agree with me on this, but the bar is so bleeping low. If there's one thing that he's achieved... In the time that he's owned the franchise, he's lowered the bar to such a, such an extent that the sweep at Dodger Stadium was seen by a lot of people. And I'm not immune to this as some sort of, wow, look at that. I could really get behind this team. Look at these kids go. Look at them out hustle those billion-dollar L.A. guys. Now Nobody turned and said, way to go nutting with that one but it's not it's it's not ever something that requires a big push in pittsburgh the pirates are always 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 the latent giant in our town they sit there dormant often broadly ignored but the moment that bear gets poked and the pirates start getting even a little bit good look out There's an energy that's, don't start making me compare, okay, between energies of the various three teams in town. There's just something about the Pirates as that team that goes back 137 years that's a little bit different. A little bit different because it crosses through the generations. It's something that families can share within themselves. Now, that is, of course, now true of. The Steelers and the Penguins, but there's just something different when it comes to the Pirates. So, my feeling is yes, he'll always be unpopular. Will he be outright hated? Not if they win. Not if they win. Sorry. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates today and all week long, and we will be back with another one Monday.